Hi, I'm Rafa, and welcome back to So Far So Good, the socially distanced podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with the team behind Stoko Design Studio, a group of young designer friends that got together to make good design and raise funds in the middle of this pandemic. This interview was originally recorded on May 4, 2020 and posted on May 10, 2020. The music in this episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attributions License and features Hat the Jazz by Twin Musicom and Airport Lounge Disco Ultra Lounge by Kevin MacLeod. I hope you enjoy the episode and remember to hold on to hope in the middle of these uncertain times. Knowing about something makes me feel less afraid. So I think design has the power to comfort people. And design, you know, may have the power to give people hope. When we're confronted with bad news at every turn, it's easy to lose sight of the hope that keeps us going. I'm Rafa Chua, and I've made it my mission to share stories of hope in the midst of our uncertain times, to prove that anyone, anywhere, can do their small part today to solve even the biggest of problems. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Talk Show. Welcome to So Far, So Good. We have a special episode lined up for this week, featuring not one, but five guests. I sat down with the team behind Stoko Design Studio, a group of designer friends brought together by the common desire to put their skills to use in helping from home. As of the interview date, they've raised 15,000 pesos for at-risk families through design commissions and are only just getting started. Hey, good afternoon and welcome back to So Far So Good, the socially distanced talk show. I'm Rafa Chua and for the first time, I have more than one guest. Um, today, I have the wonderful Stoko Studio joining us. So, so that I don't have to go through the task of introducing everyone, could I ask each of you guys for a really quick intro? Just give us your name or your nickname, what your biggest design peeve is or your pet peeve is, and maybe your favorite font. I am, I am JJ, and my biggest design pet peeve is stretching fonts. Everybody says that. I feel like I'm just saying that because everybody says that. You know, if it's what you feel and it's authentic, go ahead. You know, we have to let the world know your feelings about stretched fonts. Well, okay. Do you have okay. a favorite font, JJ? Right now, I'm hooked on Spectral. I use Spectral. And Carla. They go well together, yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, maybe you can go next, a uh, person in the red shirt. I'm just saying that so that I don't say your name before you do. Okay, so I'm Trisha. And I think my design pet peeve is mismatch fonts. Okay. Like pairing, font pairings. Which is ironic because I also like commit that crime. <laughs> and I guess uh, my, I don't really have a favorite font, but right now I've been using Kubao recently. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Locally developed font. You gotta support local. All right. Uh, can we hear it next from the person with cabinets in the background? Oh, it's so weird addressing oh. people without their names. It feels impolite. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Macy. Um, my biggest design pet peeve is, you know, like when you make illustrations and like you put strokes in it and the strokes aren't the same. I don't know why. I'm so meticulous about that. Like the strokes have to be the same weight. Ew, I sound like a nerd. But yeah, that's my um pet peeve. Um, favorite font is PP Sans because it looks good when you like put sentences and paragraphs chunked into it. Okay, hi, I'm Charles, and my biggest design pet peeve is justified paragraphs. It's when justified they're all paragraphs. in the box. I hate that because they all have like, I don't know, they have like the spaces and stuff. So it's really hard to read. And my favorite font is Helvetica. Classic. Wow, classic. 
Very, very utilitarian. Hi, I'm Nika. My biggest design pet peeve is when things aren't aligned. I feel like I overuse the align button a lot <laughs> because of that. Um, and my favorite font right now is Open Sans, just because it's the most I use now. All right, lovely. Thank you so much for that. Um, I guess I owe, I owe you guys something because you said that. So hi, um, again, I'm Rafa. Um, I design things sometimes. My biggest design peeve is I think when people ask me to design something and it's very text heavy, then they get mad because it's it looks cluttered. So yep, that's one. Favorite font, uh, Comic Sans, because it's the only font that people can recognize at one glance. Yep. Okay. Even non-designers. Good justification. Okay, so welcome to the episode. Um, I can see you guys already. Like, don't believe my credibility, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, welcome to our talk show. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, you guys watching the audience might be wondering why we have a guest. We have five guests this week. That's because all five of these guys are from the same design studio, which has been making an effort to provide relief during this time of COVID-19. So now that we've met each and every one of you i want to know more about what you guys are together i mean aside from a group of friends i wanted to ask uh, you came together to form stoko design studio could you tell us a bit about what stoko is and where it came from okay well yeah stoko is just a bunch of friends that you see before you right now who came together to uh, make design i mean we're all ID students, so I think design is a common thread binding all of us. So I, I think it just made sense for us to start something like this. It's something we've been wanting to do, I think, for a while now. Yeah, uh, and, I like mm -hmm. uh, during the Christmas break, we were actually um, eating Shaolong Pao together. And then we wanted to, it started as a clothing brand group, like we wanted to design clothes together. And then suddenly it evolved into a design studio during the quarantine. Let me give you a fun fact, actually. The reason Xiaolong Pao is important, the reason uh, we were eating Xiaolong uh, Pao is because like, we, we thought of an acronym, right? Like We were using this acronym for Xiaolong Pao, which is XLB. And I think one of us thought that it was like really, really hype. So XLB sounds like a really cool name for a streetwear brand, and we just went for it. I want to ask a question now. Like that's been really like at the back of my mind this whole time. Like, what does Stoko even mean? Like, where does the name come from? Because I've never heard the word before. Like, I tried looking it up. I was like, what could this be? But I didn't find any leads. So, what what is a Stoko? So like Stoko came from stuck several <laughs> words, which is stuck at home yeah. and like gustoko. So yeah. that's how Stoko like happened. Okay, so my my expectations were just turned upside down because you know I thought it was gonna be like some very like very deep thing where it's like oh you know it represents our it's a Greek word that means to help others or something like that. But <laughs> you know what I, I appreciate that I appreciate the can how candid the name is. I'm sure that as designers, um, the five of you have very different styles. You have different talents, like. Maybe some of you are into 3D, some of you are in the more traditional medium, some of you do all, and you have your own tastes and preferences. But I do want to ask, now, when you come together as Stoko Studios, how did you, or how do you go about combining that into an overall Stoko style or brand, if such a thing exists? I think for our styles, we have, we have kind of, sure, we have different styles, but it's kind of similar in a sense now. We use the same, I guess, type of elements that we have. So we love the flavor type. We love duotone, color gradient, and we love, um, I think, you know, just bringing our own style, but also trying to bridge together similarities as like one studio. When we did the COVID-19 rundown post, we had to put pictures. So I thought that 
a way to complement Charles's like gradient tones or to put like dual tone pictures to kind of match that. So it's really about like complementing like each other's designs and finding a way to make all of our tastes kind of work together. And then one thing I remember, because sometimes the best design we really get like insecure with having different um like design style taste but like one time in a meeting JJ was like the fact that we have each other and we trust each other's design style I think that's a big thing already that's why we work together how does this come together to make a, a unified Stoko identity and and well, the crazy thing is if you look at Stoko right we tried to project this really loud colorful kind of brand we each didn't exactly want to compromise on our own styles in order to sacrifice for a cohesive whole instead we kind of jammed everything together to create something entirely new so if you look at some of the animations we make right like i do 3d animation charles does a lot of after effects typography macy's good with gradients you know everybody has their own specialty and instead of honing it down to complement another we kind of jam it all in and try to make something different and wild and creative from it. And I think the results are really energetic, really fun. Right. The image that comes to mind right now is when you come to the convenience store and you know you get those like big gulp drinks and instead of choosing just one drink, you put everything in the cup. It's something magical in you. And I definitely <laughs> see that like looking at the kind of material you guys put out. Like there's a lot of creativity. It's very loud. It's booming. It's explosive. It's very dynamic also with the animations. So definitely, you can feel the energy radiating from the Stoko brand, so to speak. Going more into, let's say, the advocacy part of it or what you've been doing with the design or the proceeds from the design. I was checking out your Instagram and it says that on April 5, you announced that you had raised 10,000 pesos and donated it to Caritas Manila. Currently, it's probably around 15,000. Sweet. Pesos because we're still, ha- yeah, we still have some ongoing projects. We thought of an advocacy first, right? We tried to imagine who might need our proceeds and we all found that underprivileged families were uniquely at risk, right? They were extremely vulnerable in this time, especially since a lot of um, workers won't be able to get paid because of the quarantine and families are gonna suffer for that. So we wanted to find an advocacy that tried to address that and we found that through Caritas. Are there any interesting jobs that you've come across so far? Like has someone decided like you should design their back tattoo or something like that? <laughs> design tattoos. <laughs> but no, we haven't had a job like that yet. I think for me the most interesting one so far was uh, we had this job where our teacher hired us to redesign um, the covers of his poetry book. So we each had to like redesign one and interpret it in our own way. And the fact that he gave us like full creative freedom to design it was great. Yeah, I guess that was like one of my favorite things that I've done for Stockholm because we all got to kind of showcase or like figure out our own design styles and when we posted that in Insta- posted it on Instagram and we laid it all out, it looked really cohesive together. Right, Um. if I'm not mistaken, that's like the most recent post on your Instagram right now. You can tell each one was designed by a different person, but there's also it has the same vibe, I guess, to use your language. <laughs> like, it has the same energy. You can, tell, you can tell the people who made them, like, work with each other or, you know, at least share ideas, which is fantastic. You guys are designers, and we know that design has played a pretty, a pretty big role here in this pandemic. There were a lot of government agencies releasing different flowcharts, and a lot of people were complaining that they couldn't understand them. 
And you know, now you have the barangays and LGUs. They're making their own material. And people are just trying to get information out there about what they should be doing during this pandemic. What do you think is the role of design and designers in the middle of a health crisis like this one? So as information design students, parang the main goal of our course is to tra- translate like heavy materials and actually make it into something that is easier for the people to understand. So now that a lot has been happening, I think the main goal of design is how to communicate something so hard and make normal people or like all of us understand it in one go. Uh, I, I feel like a really damaging misconception that a lot of people have is that whenever a person interacts with something that was designed, you know, like a system or a product or, or anything like an app, right? And the person, you know, a person makes a mistake. People assume that that person isn't behaving or using the um, product properly or people aren't working within a system properly. I mean, you see that a lot, you know, people people blame others for going out, you know, thought, uh, saying this is bad behavior, etc. Like, uh, people aren't following the rules, people aren't disciplined. But really, the responsibility has to be on the designer and on the, you know, the creator of a system or a product to create something that takes into account the fact that people are the way they are. That's how I feel as a designer. Um, and, and I think th- that's pretty clear now. Uh, a lot of local government units, a lot of Facebook pages are sharing pictures of road markers being placed on sidewalks for people to space themselves apart. And I think it's showing to us that given the right visual cues and given the right des- the well-designed systems, people can cooperate, people can be Better. For me, the role of design in, I guess, a health crisis like this is, is to, I guess, communicate interaction. Because I think what a lot of like the misconceptions that come up with design, like what JJ was saying, is that you know design can be something like, like I guess, pretty. But then in the end, you want it to be effective. You want it to be something that I guess worth your time as like someone who interacts with design. Design is everywhere, so I think, especially in a crisis like this, it's important to really stay um, active with design, with good design, in a sense that it'll help us communicate ideas better. I think when people understand the situation better, at least in my experience, knowing about something makes me feel less afraid. So I think design has the power to comfort people and design you know may have the power to give people hope wow that is a beautiful take on it um before just to share before like this whole quarantine happened i was actually taking a ux design elective um in 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 ateneo and i remember this one line that sticks with me um that design should be empathetic like that's one thing that kind of connects to what jj and you guys were sharing that good design is people-centric it comforts people it accommodates people and you don't blame the user, right? You have to blame the designer for, and not blame the designer, but it falls on them to take the responsibility for people's mental models, for people's understanding of the world, their preconceptions, their programming, and work it into something that's usable. Especially now where your first instinct often has to be right. All of you guys are young designers and you're a young studio. You're still looking for more clients. You're still growing. What do you all think? It can be a sentence or it can be an explanation 
What do you think is the biggest thing that has to change in terms of how design is seen and used in the Philippines? Let's say over the next few years. I feel like we always have like this misconception that design is limited to just making things look pretty when there's actually a lot of sides and there's there's a lot of depth in design. So, uh, what was mentioned earlier, which is UX. I feel like if our country was able to like value that part of design more, there's there are a lot of problems that design can actually help solve. Well, for me, from what I've experienced so far in the Philippines, there's a lot of um, weird tidbits about design in the Philippines, specifically that it's very prestige, very all over the place, and very, you know, just not something you'd see, I guess, that follows the trend. So while I, I guess for design in the Philippines, what I would want it to be, I'd want it to be more, I guess, normal, and something that we can generally accept to be good. It doesn't have to look pretty, but it has to just work well and function well. Um, and of course, like, you know, looking pretty, lo- the looking pretty part is just a bonus. I think what people need to realize is that design is everything. Everything is designed. And by that, I mean, everything you see around you is deliberately created by someone right, for a purpose. Right? No, nobody just makes something for no reason at all or even if someone makes something for no reason at all that act of creation if it's deliberate is i think counting as design so i think people need to realize that and be more deliberate about it and be more you know like you said ganina people centered about it people need to realize that something doesn't have to just look good or work it has to work for people and more than just functioning i think it has to inspire people or or you know, create a different kind of experience. You know, design has that power and people need to realize it and use it. Parang, um, similar to what Charles was saying, I feel like everyone should be more open to design and not to judge it easily. Like, kasi, especially in Philippine design, I think one of the strengths of design in the Philippines in general is it's the fact that it's funny. Like for example, like we know about the you know the the stores, the Laba stores with right. all those puns and stuff. So parang with humor and with creativity, I think the main point is we have to be open to design in general and not quick to judge. I guess for me like we took we actually took a Philippine design class this semester until it got cut off but like basically like one of the last lessons i got from it was um you know like those rice bag designs like they're ugly but like and they're aesthetically nice though but like they're not really like in standards of like what cool design is or something but people still buy it like sometimes design isn't really that um it doesn't have to be super vivid or super wide or super like attractive like as long as it works, that in itself is design. But design is, isn't simple, but it can be simple. It can be made simply, as long as you just know that what you're making can reach people, and you remember that the end product, or like the people who reach your design, are the ones who benefit from it. Thank you so much for that, Macy. I love how just as you're talking about reaching people, JJ disconnected. He has a meeting <laughs> after this one, so. Yeah, apologies, we went a bit long and he had to go, but I'd like to thank JJ for joining us. Uh, with that, actually, maybe we'll Photoshop JJ in on the bottom panel there. Uh, viewers, only you can tell if I had the diligence to do it. But yes, um, 
Thank you so much, Stoko Studio, for joining us today. So, if anyone wants to commission you guys at Stoko or wants to get in touch, where can they do that? So, if you guys want to have commissions uh, be done by us, you can email us at stokostudio at gmail.com or follow us on IG at Stoko Design. If you guys want to check out our IG, uh, in our bio, we have some wallpapers that you guys can use with me. All right, wonderful. Stoko Studios. Trisha, Charles, Macy, Nika, and JJ, who's no longer here but is here in our hearts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. It's been great. It just occurred to me that by virtue of you coming onto the show and like me broadcasting it and that being the only thing, I'm technically paying you an exposure and now I feel bad about it. But thank you so much. So with that, um, that's this week's episode of So Far So Good. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Rafa. This is Trisha, Charles, Macy, Nika, and JJ there in the black screen at the bottom. And... Thank you for listening.